Let, let me get back to what, what Park was telling me in the beginning. He never gave up. He never gave up after his injuries. And I, I've asked him, where do you think that came from? Hey, Park, jump on board. Tell me about your family. Your, your Yeah, what we were saying before is, um, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, like I say, like my father, I've never seen him um, not go to work. I've never seen him not um i've never seen him show any weakness in anything um so i think it's it is genetics uh it's it's instilled in me from birth to uh just to be strong always to be strong it's just that old school mentality you know like you know like caveman mentality to always just be strong and never show any weakness never show any fear and to always just 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 go go with life head on and obviously when i had my injuries when i had my surgery and stuff um, soon as the surgery was done and they said to me the next day that, okay, look, we're going to send you home. You got to take this codeine and you got to take these drugs. And you, I told them, no, I said, you can throw the, you can throw the medication in the bin. I'm not going to take any painkillers. I'm not going to take anything because I don't take tablets or anything to take the pain away. And the pain was horrific, but I wouldn't, I told them, I don't want any medication, any painkillers or anything. I just, I just lived with it for the, for the week, for the two weeks, however long it took for the pain to go away. And then obviously after... <clears throat> getting cast off and getting the uh, metal brace on and having the doctor say that you can move it this much you can move it that much and yeah but I, ever since from from a couple of days after the surgery and they sent me home I, I was back into training training every other body part except for the part that was injured um and i've always been like that i've always in life i've never i mean i've never given up i've never um do you mean when it comes to adversity i just i just take it head on but I can say that in regards to Nuda and training with the Hawks and training here for the past 10 years, that's made me a lot stronger as well. Yeah, of course. But hey, that, that's kind of... Uh, when people ask me, Why, what's the difference between Nuda and uh, this other system or that other system? My answer is kind of always the same. Other than, yes, we got a better method and a structure and everything else. We have an environment where you're not going to be able to fail. You know, you come here, you better be strong. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you, you better... That's true. Yeah, you can't, you can't come here and, like, give up halfway or say, no, I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to do that or uh, I quit or, yeah, it's never been that. Like, like we say, no ifs, no buts. And we always say, if you get hit, so fucking what? You yeah. just carry on. So yeah. I, I think we're we're very different to other schools where they they think if a student gets hit they're gonna, they're not going to come back. I think my mentality is look if you get hit it's either fight or flight. If you flight, don't come back. Exactly. You're gonna, I mean because you're going to get hit in a combative sport. You can fly on the day. You can fly on the day, but then you have to come back and face your demons. Mm. Otherwise, you're not going to be prepared. Uh, to face the world, you know, and the life. And, 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 you know, we all have moments where we want to give up. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was there at is- one point. Um, when I've up to my kiddies then, I was there at one point, and you gave me that advice to read the um, book by Tim Grover, Relentless. That was um, that was a life changing yeah. opportunity for me. But I think you, you've had some um, surgeries yourself, haven't you? Which was exactly this. This was my next question to come, but you anticipated me as always, which is great. <laughs> but this is it. You have your feelings. Hey, what have you done? You fucking kept going. Hey, listen, I've done my left shoulders. Now I've done my right shoulders. But I'm still here. Now, the only difference is time. I just decided to rest. I just thought, like, fuck it. Have you had the surgery? Have you had the surgery on the shoulders? Yeah, 2017, my sophrospinatus then up really severe. And that was done. But then, last year, why on top of spinatus on my right shoulder? They're both gone. But now I'm still, you know, surgery was successful again. Yeah. And now I'm fucking... And look, I know I'll get back into it, but at the end of the day, whatever goes to prove, other than... I'm just going to focus on my teaching. I'm going to be the best coach I can ever be. Yeah. Best instructor and and that's it but so at as least far as, as my far shoulder, as fighting uh, or as far as fighting or having any of the fights or anything in the cage or anywhere you you you're finished with that though yeah well yeah i don't think it's going to be a good idea for me to like, compete yeah. I, but I, you never know because i'm crazy aren't i so yeah. i might go crazy. crazy i'll give you that yeah well, one day you just turn around and says, right, I'm, I'm entering the next um, cage fight opportunity in um, Sardinia. We're like, yeah, right, should probably, we fly over? <laughs> probably will. I probably will, and I'm going to fuck up something. Else. I'll, fuck it. I'll do it. But you know, the thing is, um, me being this crazy is, uh, to me, it's normal. Because I think anyone that really loves testing himself, going to put himself through the fucking... Uh, you know, limits. Yeah. And then so when you reach the... Yeah, that's it. I mean, to me, it's just... I mean, hey, listen, I'm 48. If I go and do any grappling tournament, for example, and I fight any against anyone that is 20 years old, and he's keeps up a shape, uh, and he knows all the secret, new moves, or, I don't know, Eddie Bravo, Dan Hart, oh, the fucking old man, they all believe in the flat heart anyway. It's probably going to catch me in a hit. Yeah, Eddie, what if, Eddie Bravo. But what if he doesn't? Ed, yeah. first. Yeah. Eddie Bravo I don't know. Oh, I, I don't, but yeah. It, do, it does seem pretty flat as long as I drive, but <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't think it's... But, hey, listen, England is definitely flat. But uh, it, it, what, what I'm saying is, it's, it's a beautiful thing, Margaret, in combat. You always have to push against your limits, but at the same time, once you reach those limits, there is no there is no point of hurting yourself or becoming an idiot. You, you know, then that's when you start, okay, I, I have uh, all this knowledge to give, let's become a great teacher. Mm. Let's give to the next generation hey listen 
I've got this with you. How about you listen to me and I'll teach you? And then I go, all right, thank you. Hey, listen, at the end of the day, when you become older, that's your role in life, is passing on to the next generation. And as long as they really understand that technique and timing can be caught, be, it's, it's a supplement of having a great heart. Yeah. So if you've got a great heart, yeah. technique and timing, then you're the perfect fighter. Now, imagine the, the fighter that comes with the biggest heart, but he doesn't have any technique and timing. He's not going to go very far, is it? Mm. But at the same time, a fighter that's got timing and heart, but doesn't have any strength, and then again, there is an element missing that is essential. Or you have the, the timing, the strength, but you don't have any heart, and then you chicken out, as long as, as soon as things get tough, then there is something missing. It, you know, it, it's the whole balance that you that you need to have. Do Do you think there's a difference in terms of the new generation of young people that are looking at getting into martial arts, in comparison to your generation, my generation, who you know are fairly old school in terms of our approach, get in the gym and let you fight do the talking. Do you think they've gone to Conor McGregor in terms of they'd like to do the whole trash talking and then get into the fights? And what are your opinions in terms of the whole... Is it Jake Paul that's fighting um, Tyrone Woodley this weekend? What are your thoughts on something like that? Oh, I really hope Tyrone Woodley is going to knock him out. Otherwise, Jake Paul is going to prove us all wrong. But that's just an illusion again. Yeah. Because it only takes one punch to change the literature of everything. However, I mean, there is no doubt that Tyron Woodley is a better fighter, is a, is a skilled fighter, and, and, and listen, he should win. But if Jake Paul knocks him out, we are all in trouble. Although, we are right when we say it doesn't matter where Jake Paul knocks Tyron Woodley out, He's still never going to be as good as a fighter. Mm. So, Tyron Woodley better knock the fuck out of, out of Jake Paul. I hope so. I hope so. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of all wow. these fights. <laughs> exactly. But, however, it's definitely better to be a Tyron Woodley than a Jake Paul because that's a fucking fake. It's a fake. Yeah. Now, with yeah. money comes commodities, and his commodities that he's got so much money, he can buy, he can get the best boxing coaches in the world that give him a little bit of an edge against somebody like Tyron Woodley. Mm. But do I think Jake Paul has better skills than Tyron Woodley? No, I don't. I'm glad you said that. David Hay is actually rooting for Jake Paul. Yeah, I, I think I think Jake Paul will win. Reason what? the re only reason I'm saying this is because the next fight will bring in more money. That's the only reason. If there was no money involved or anything, yeah, well, that's because it's Jake, fixed, Jake, Yeah, yeah, mm. Jake Paul will lose guaranteed. But because the amount of money that's going to be involved, or the amount of money they can make, is I but think he's going to win. In that case, I want him to go up against the ginger Mexican Canelo. Yeah, I don't think they'll do He'll that. Die. Yeah, yeah, they won't do that. <laughs> But I reckon the next fight, if if Jake Paul wins, I think he'll call out McGregor or someone like that. 
make a lot of money. So, do, Antonio, if, if Jake Paul wins, do you think McGregor will take the fight? With Jake Paul? Yeah. Well, 400 million. I would. What? <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm, I'm saying i'm just saying if a youtuber can become a professional fighter and all the rest of it and on 100 mil um maybe we should get involved <laughs> now but listen uh, let's talk about jake paul i, I mean I, I haven't followed him before that but i think it was a disney disney boy whatsoever i don't know what did he used to do before he got involved into boxing youtube YouTube, and it was a Disney boy. He's got a fucking Mickey Mouse bag. <laughs> I don't know too much about him, but it sounds like he's um, mingling with the wrong crowd. Exactly. So then, then he boxed against a, a fucking basketball player. Nate Robinson. Knocked yeah. him out. <laughs> then, knocked him out. Okay, fair enough. Second fight was uh, with somebody else. Then he went Ben Askren. And then he went Ben Askren. I mean, Ben Askren. Ben Askren made $700,000. He's happy. He'll get knocked out again for that. <laughs> I mean, Ben Askren lost against Jake Paul. Mm. And he left and he went like, fucking hell. I don't think I'll ever make this much money in the UFC. Fair enough. Payday. Payday. Now, now Payday. Jake Paul, fair play to him, challenged Tyrone Woodley. I mean, good luck to him. Mm. But I, my guess is this. If he if he wins against Tyrone Woodley, it's because Tyrone Woodley is take it's a dive. It's fixed. <laughs> Soulless soul to the devil. But the thing is, if he knocks fighters out, how's that fixed? No, but come on, it's fixed, man. If, when there's all this money involved, anytime there's all this money involved, the fix is in. Hawks, all it just has to be a good, nice shot. Just fall no, onto the floor. No, this is what it is. It's, it's this. I'll give you outside of the ring. What? I'll give you fifty million. I'll give you eighty million. Go down sixth. I'm going to hit you with this shot. Go down. <laughs> there might be some fact there, but I, I don't. No, I think. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking Tyron Woodley's going to do it for revenge for the MMA. Hopefully, community. yeah, hopefully he does that. Hopefully. Let's hope. Let's pray. <laughs> when is that fight? Saturday? If a YouTuber beats a veteran MMA fighter, are you telling me the fix ain't in? I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I can't believe you're listen, thinking about that. Listen, Oscar De La Hoya is fighting again. Yeah. I mean, they don't is know he, Is he wearing a dress? Who, sorry? Oscar. Oscar De La Hoya? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> with, with his exactly. fishnet tights. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's going to go into that whole kind of, um, right, I, I identify myself as a female category. I'm not going to fight the males anymore. I'm going to fight the blokes. Sorry, the females. Yeah, but listen. Uh, uh, a, a couple of years back, the UFC became sports and entertainment. At the end of the day, listen, the, the, the magic formula these days is this. People want to see real fights under WWE entertainment kind of environments. Mm. But they want to see people real fighting, but 
is going to be fuck the bears, fuck the, um, you, you know, whatever you deserve. Fuck the ranking. We just want to have a spectacle here. Yeah. This is it. This is what's going I hope Tyron Woodley is going to knock the fuck out out of Jake Paul because that's going to put things into perspective a little bit. So I really hope he's going to do it. Yeah. Do I believe he's going to do it? I do. I do. I do, I, I do believe he's going to do it. Uh, because Jake Paul is talking about challenging you know, fucking Canelo now. I no, mean, he, come on. Canelo will bury him. He'll put him in a coffin. Exactly. You know, <laughs> I mean, I've seen Billy Joe Sander, I, and I always fancied Billy Joe Sander as a mm. great boxer, but fucking hell, man. He, he just fucking... He breaks his call, mm. to put it simple. You know, plain and simple. I mean, and Billy Joe was doing a good job in there. Yeah, yeah. And then one uppercut, that's all it took. Canelo was just and the guy's blind. Him. Yeah, yeah. Is, is he actually lost exactly. his sight? Is he gone blind? I don't know if he did, but that's what I'm saying. That's the kind of risk you want to take. Yeah, yeah, Canelo's yeah. not going to agree to fighting Jake Paul, though, is he? No, he's got too much honour there. And he's making a lot of money himself in terms of, who. you know, he's going to unify the belts, in my opinion. I think he's going to go that direction and avoid the YouTubers. Um, the last time Canelo was in the ring and the, the YouTubers had the, the, the poor brother's pictures on it, he was telling them to get out of the ring. So I don't think Canelo's entertaining that. He's legit boxing and he'll only box real boxers. But listen, Jake Paul today was calling out uh, Masvidal. I mean, Hold fair on. enough. Jorge I mean, Masvidal, he, I'm, I'm sure those two were training together, weren't they, in terms of the Ben Askren fight? No, I think that was... That's what I'm saying. Jake Paul was calling out Masvidal because Masvidal said... Uh, uh, well, he picked Tyron Woodley to win. Oh, now Jake Paul is calling out Masvidal. It's, it's just bad, isn't it? No, it's like... No loyalty. I don't know. Man. <laughs> no, that, that's... Yeah, I... I, I that, that's kind of it. I mean, I, I just hope it's... Well... The, the the sad thing to me is that combat sport is turning a little bit into a Kukuland uh, kind of environment. A little bit like the whole self-defense world is becoming as well. Mm. And but I, I just hope it's, it's gonna turn around and we you know, we're gonna be right. Yeah. Let, let's hope uh, it's um it's gonna kind of you know, we apart from Titch, we're all going for a Woodley knockout. No, I want Woodley to knock him out, but I think Jake Paul's <laughs> going to win. Yeah, but if Jake Paul wins, then it's fixed. It is, bro. It is fixed. It is. It is fixed, but and I reckon Jake but, Paul. No, it's really all, you know what it is? All these professional sports now—they're all WWE. It's all pro wrestling. Okay, so it's if, if all we're talk, pro wrestling. Yeah, if we're man. talking about pro wrestling and all the rest of it, I'm I, not talking about pro wrestling. I'm saying this as when I say pro wrestling, I mean it's fake. Look, it's all pro wrestling is not fake. It's do all for money. Not ever say that before. All... I go no, no, no. It is now. Of Doom no, it is now. But back in the days when <laughs> Ultimate Warrior was fighting, yeah, yeah, and Hulk Hogan was fighting, and Bret Hitt was fight... back then, it was real. And then when Stone Cold was about, it was real. But now it's fake. Is this the time for me to tell you Santa Claus is not real? Santa Claus ain't real. I know Santa Claus. Ain't real. It, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I've seen him. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of upcoming fights in terms of legitimate upcoming fights um you know there, there has been discussions in terms of Ame Khan going up against Kel Brook now my opinion Ame Khan glass chin Kel Brook he's had two broken eye sockets 
Do you think that's going to be a cautious fight? Do you think it's going to be a fight worth watching? Are there any upcoming fights that you're looking forward to? I'll tell you what. If they fight, I'll come to England. And me, you, uh, Park, and Peach are going to go great now. Yeah, let's out do it. and let's that's do it. it. Yeah. Let's do it. You know, but this is what I mean. Is 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 uh, is hey, listen. They're gonna make money. Everybody's gonna make money. Everybody's gonna be happy. As far as uh, hey, Amirkan's got fast hands, mm. but he always had a glass chip. Mm. Uh, but I was really impressed when he when uh, trained with uh, uh, Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, because his problem, I, I always thought he is he just gets on his guard and he doesn't move and he gets too vulnerable to body shot. And then with Virgin Alter, he started moving again a little better. And then and then I thought, wow, yeah, he, he has improved. Uh, I can't remember now against it wasn't under a birth, was it? But anyway, he did. He did a really good job in there, and I was like, yeah, American, fair play, good boxer, and that's how he got against Canelo, and then obviously Canelo put him in his place. Yeah. Uh, now, bro, fucking hell, man, he, he's, a, he's a warrior, but then, yeah, he, he just got his fucking... <laughs> I, I don't know, man. If they fight against each other, it'd be good because they 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 both kind of at the end of their career, yeah. they gotta make, you know, it's 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 there's one song, isn't it? Mm. The last hoorah, isn't it? And then, but, but it should be a good spectacle, if mm. you know what I mean. You know, it should be good. I mean, high level boxing, obviously, much higher than. Uh, well, that's what we all hope, isn't it? Exactly. But you know, so I'm definitely gonna go and watch it. If Brooke touches Khan's chin, it's over. Yeah, if he I, brushes that chin. But the same thing is with Ami Khan and having fast hands. If he gets yeah, Kel Brook in the eyes, yeah. then you know he could he could um, basically rebreak it at the the orbital socket. So that could be right. Go. To I'd, I'd say this. I'd say this. I'd say this. I'll pick uh, uh, Khan between the two. Okay. Who are you yeah, going with? Brook. Brook, who are you going with? I'm going with Brook. Anytime Brooke. anyone's tested Khan's chin ever, it's folded. Mm. Anytime. He's, he's, From he's... the first fight when he fought Prodice Prescott and he fucking ruined him. From that fight onwards, anytime anyone's touched his chin... Prodice it... Prescott made him look like a drunken 13-year-old. <laughs> I remember my first beer game. <laughs> there you go, then. Like that poor there you kid. go, there you go. <laughs> so after that, it's just been downhill for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, any other upcoming fights? I mean, there, there's been a delay with regards to Wilder um, versus Fury 3. Um, I think Wilder with regards to training with Malik Scott, I've seen some improvement in Wilder's technique, and I know a lot of people kind of disagree with him just having you know brute strength on his side. And Is that why he's it. staying quiet? Yeah, I, I think so. I think he's basically going to let he's going to pull something out of the bag? I, I, I personally think so. Um, but I think, you know, with regards to Fury, I think he's just got that talent of having a good boxing IQ and, you know, he's not the perfect heavyweight when you look at his um, body. You know, he's, he's had those adversities in terms of putting on weight, losing yeah, weight, putting on weight. Um, but, you know, in terms if of... If you think about it... Yeah? If you think about it, boxing, 
the problem with boxing is that it always evolves around the same fucking names. That's mm. the problem with boxing. And that's why they need Jack Paul. And that's why even Mike Tyson is saying they need this, mm. which is really sad. When Mike Tyson said boxing needs Jake Paul, and Logan Paul, uh, even Conor McGregor, that, that was a sign already. I mean, that, it's like that's it's a slow sad, death, isn't it? Isn't it? Do you, do you think that there's any upcoming boxers that are going to redeem, you know, boxing per se in terms of getting it back to what it used to be? Well, you know me. I was getting all excited about Keith Thurman. And yeah. then uh, Paul Keith, he, he hurt his hand and he went all a bit. He's not the same, is he? Uh, well, it's not that he's all the same. He just went stupid after that. Mm. Then, uh, I mean, Errol Spence is good. Yeah, yeah. Do you think he's missed his opportunity in terms of fighting uh, Manny Pacquiao? Obviously, with Manny Pacquiao losing his last fight, do you think that's the end of Manny Pacquiao? Well, uh, that was a bit sad because obviously, I don't think that guy was any good the way he, the one he faced. Mm. Then again, Cuban, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. Cuban fight. It's in the blood, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And But Errol Spence, mm, fucking hell, what? Why didn't he fight? What happened with he, him? He, he had um, an issue with the retina, so he had three doctors advise him not to fight because there's some issues around his retina. Oh no! <laughs> well, I don't know. But Manny Pacquiao couldn't hit on fucking supper after the fight without guys. So mm. I think to hang up his gloves. I understand he needs to make as much money as possible now, but. I mean, he's 40, he's 40, 42, um, still fighting at that elite level. Um, but I, I personally, I, I, there was a video circulating of his wife feeding him because his eyes were so swollen, he couldn't feed himself. Um, so yeah. that, that kind of says to me that, you know, enough's enough now. Um, you know, as, as great as Manny Pacquiao is, you know, he's given us some fantastic legendary fights to kind of rewatch. But in my opinion, do you think that's enough when you see a pro fighter being fed by his wife because he physically can't see what's in front of him. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think it's a bit sad, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, hey, but uh, if you ask, um, if you ask Manny Pacquiao, do you think this is going to be that the last fight for you? He's going to go, no, of course not. Because mm. he's a warrior. Of course. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think he should just go uh, become the president of the Philippines and, <laughs> you know, just have a good life. Yeah. I know, that's what I would do. I mean, if he becomes the pre president of the Philippines, we should go down and see him. Oh, I'll fucking go down and see him now, even without him being the president. <laughs> but I just like to hang out with him. He's a great guy. He, he, I, I like to hang out with him. He, any of these great fighters, but you know, you gotta respect Floyd Mayweather for being the smartest one of all. Yeah. And go, I'm too old. I'm just gonna do exhibition bouts, and, and I'm gonna make a lot of money. money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do do you think the likes of what Mike Tyson's doing in terms of going against the likes of um, Roy Jones Jr. They're looking at doing another bout, and I think Evander Holyfield's on the cards with regards to them having. Is it going to be the fourth fight or is it going to be the trilogy fight? Third fight, wasn't it? Third fight. So do, do you think it's worth it? 
the Evolved Pugilist is the best podcast out there after the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> you know what? Coming second to Joe Rogan, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. However, the third best ever is Hot Boxing with Mike Dyson. And Harry Sehuda is a great co-host. Yeah, I agree. And they were they were interviewing uh, some somebody. Don't you think Evan Shaw was a better co-host? Who? Who? Sure, sure. Remember the first one, the hot boxing with Tyson when it was in black and white. So the pre uh, the previous no, you know, yeah, no, I understand what you mean. Uh, and I kind of struggled with it because I did like it. Yeah. And then I got used to the format, and then I thought, mm, uh, mm, no, I, I actually you prefer this one. Yeah, actually, what I do like Harry Sehuda, but you know why? Because uh, hey, a is a little bit more. He's got a greater uh, sense of humor. It's a much more accomplished uh, sport combat related. Yeah, yeah, sport true. Fight. No, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He understands the crafts a lot better. He asks more, you know, relevant questions, yeah. especially to people that is the boxers or fighters. Mm. But ultimately, he he has a way of being uh, um, really relevant uh, uh, in in the program. But he always managed to be able to make Mike Tyson the most prominent figure in there. He always goes, Mike, what do you think? But he always does it at the right time. And that, he goes, that's Mike Tyson and he's so always, high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's always uplifting. Now, yeah. the other guy, uh, the problem with him was he was always going deep. Yeah, he's over. <laughs> excuse me, he's really deep and spiritual. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, who the fuck cares about? You know, I mean, I don't do TLC or whatever fuck uh, PHC. I don't do all these drugs. Yeah? and I'm not always so. I don't. I don't always want to know about your side uh, eye. You know, yeah. Come on. I mean, I understand. And also, he's got a big uh, uh, chip on his shoulder because he's got down by the by the. Uh, TF, whatever he, he used to play, well, you know, uh, rugby, American, American football, American football, NFL. He used to be in the NFL. Yeah, in the NFL, and he got down because he got fucked by because he was smoking some kind of stuff or taking illegal substances. Yeah, yeah. The, the very reason why I got involved in this podcast is because he was down. He was down for using illegal substances, and of course. Mike Tyson had his ranch, and now he's got his kick side. is going to be somebody that's got done by the government for drugs, and now drugs are legal. I understand the whole fucking thing. But the, the reason why he got left out is because he was asking twice the purse. Right. He wanted to be paid 50%, oh, which okay. means he wanted to be paid just as much as, as Mike Tyson. Right, I mean, okay. you yeah, know Mike, Mike Tyson. Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't my yeah, 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 but do you see what I mean? <laughs> Fuck it, no, that's like... Do you see what I mean? Yeah, that, that, makes that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> Holy shit. No, but that, yeah. that was his downfall. Yeah. Now, 
if you notice, we, and I really like that, I, I thought it was very clever because before they decided that Henry Cejudo was always the, uh, the, the co-host, they tried a few other ones. Yeah, they did. They did including yeah. Rap Judah and the other guy that was an actor. I can't the remember. Actor. Yeah, the actor. Now, yeah, Zab Judah uh, was in the episode with Dana White, and that was horrific. Oh, Jesus. That was painful to watch. Mm. I'm, I'd much rather have every Cejudo sitting in there with Dana White and, and Mike Tyson, uh, because I, then, then again, every Cejudo's got that connection with the, how fucking things really work in, in the combat sport world. In, in UFC uh, and he's very articulate. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but honestly, what I like about him, he always gave Mike his space. You know, mm. he doesn't take center stage. Yeah, uh, and uh, and after your podcast and Joe Rogan's experience podcast, that's the fucking best podcast whatsoever, ever. No, I appreciate of that. all. No, I really appreciate that. I mean, obviously, we're still growing. We're still looking at getting more people on the show and stuff. But we're learning, and you know, having the opportunities to speak to guests like yourself is a pleasure. And you know, with regards to um, how listen, I don't know. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. I don't know if I've got a great job today because uh, I was what. Listen, uh, I am here. I'm living in Sardinia, as you know, uh, and I'm happy here. And today, I was looking at uh, another buy, uh, another house to buy. So I was looking for properties, and the guy got me hooked up with pizza and beers, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I need to do this in the field," which I will do, which I have done, and but you know, I was kind of sidetracked in there, so it wasn't very professional of me. But hey, sometimes, you know, this is even more real, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But uh, shit happens. No, it, it, it's all good, mate. I, I fucking love being here talking to you. Slightly tipsy, uh, but yet truthful. And uh, and you're doing a great job. You're doing this podcast, and this is your passion. You're not doing it for money, and you're doing it because you love it, and you got she's lot of stuff you want to talk about. Uh, and and it is, at, at the end of the day, uh, I hope the world is going to come back to this, uh, and then make money out of this. It should all be done for the right reasons, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. Now, uh, the the question that I got for you guys is, how's it going, uh, TCA Leicester? TCA Leicester is actually really kind of expanded. Um, I think the pandemic for us is actually given us an opportunity to refurbish the place a little bit more, invest in a bit more equipment, and you know, without having the need of having to do the marketing side of things is organically it's grown. And, you know, we, we have to do an advanced booking and advanced payment service um, just to accommodate the, the spaces that we can actually have. I mean, we're, we're limited in terms of, you know, if I'm teaching Muay Thai, for instance, um, I can only have 18 in the fitness room. Um, if I'm teaching Nodamax training on the Tuesday and Thursday, you know, I can use both rooms and we're getting like close to 20 to uh, 30 people. Um, but overall, collectively, including the kids, um, the BJJ students, and the striking students, and the fitness students, I think we're about 250 students healthy that are all active. Um, so it, it has grown. And, you know, we've, we've managed to get the cage up. So the next time you come to Leicester, you know, hopefully we'll be able to have a little play in terms of applying the, well, the cross guard, the shield guard. Well, hey, hey, listen. 
Where, where did you get the cage from? <laughs> I, I, was, I was about to get to that. I was about to get to that. We no, got, no, no. We got this no, cage no, from no, a lovely no, gentleman no. by the name of Antonio Fider. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shut up. It was, a, well, you know, of course, thank you. But yeah, it, it, I, was, I was always good. But listen, and what about the maths? <laughs> oh, when, when but, Raj finally managed to get them put on the <laughs> I think it must have taken a year of them being upstairs and it took them a, a year. But, the, you know, to be honest with you, they have not since complained about sore knees because the mats are thicker than what you would normally get. Oh, They're thicker yeah. than judo mats, so it's, it's comfortable. I think people have thinner mattresses than um, what we've got on the mats here. <laughs> hey, mate, listen, what a perfect, what a perfect example of a place uh, that was born out of pure passion Three guys, they got together, decided to join forces to create an alternative in a city like Leicester, which is not a small place, mm. you know, and you're doing things out of passion because you love it with integrity. And let's put it like this. Let's put it like, let's put it this way. Maybe you're making even a little bit of dash on the side because it's nice to justify the absence of, from your family and say, listen, I'm doing this, but I'll take you on a nice holiday next time. Absolutely. Okay, great. Now, but what I'm saying is, what a great place. Yeah. And then the kids come in there and they go, hey, listen, I'm learning from some of the best people and they are charging me, but I don't feel like they're squeezing me like an orange. Yeah. And the parents are happy, the kids are learning values, the dads are going in there and looking at the kids say, oh, fucking wish I had a place like this when I was a kid. Mm. You know, and everything is healthy. And then you got park right there, which is your general. Uh, never mind the limb destruction. You know, never mind I got a fucked up part. You go and tell the kids, hey, listen, I never gave up because my family never showed me weakness. And the kids go like, wow. So I have to be tough. And then you go, yeah and now is that the main lesson yes it is you know never mind i always said this that my training is an art a, a, a well-structured art as you if you might ask me it's, it's got a great syllabus you know it's got great ideas and all that but it's an art you know you teach bjj you teach your striking but what do they have they have you you guys are the most important people in there. You guys are the teachers. And the kids look up to you. And the kids bring their parents. And the parents bring their friends. And it's a fucking family. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what that's it exactly is. exactly what... I think you've probably described TCA better than I did. <laughs> but exactly that. No, no, but... It's always been my dream. If I ever going to produce people to teach under me, this is what I want them to fucking portray yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, hey, Pete, what is it? They uh, Is it still an orange belt? Did he get a green belt or what? Teach is still an orange belt. He, he, Teach, yeah, listen he, to me. He's like a, an eclipse. Hey, listen, he, he, listen, won't, he won't train listen, for a year. <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough. Then you don't get any other belt. But Teach, why are you still there? Do you know what? I've just had a long break. So I'm I'm coming back. Uh, well, I've started, I've, I've trained two weeks in a row, which is a good thing. Um, 
Yeah, I missed today. That's an amazing. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm coming back. I'm coming back slowly. We, we've but been surely. hearing that for what uh, um, a year now. I'm coming back. I'm yeah. coming back. I, I think I think the pandemic. It's a bit like Dr. Dre's um, detox album. When's it happening? When's it happening? <laughs> I think the pandemic took it out of me. Uh, I was just enjoying life a bit too much. He, he got he got friendly with the um, the snack drawer, shall we say? But it's happening. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but it's happening. It's I've, happening. I've I've started training like. So much sorry, shopping for bras. <laughs> <laughs> so, <I've... laughs> but yeah, I've I've upped my game a little, um, and I've started coming more. Well, I've, I I need to start coming more to the Hawks session so I can start sparring and stuff. Um, just up my game a little bit more. He's but still that's got my it. intention. He's still got it. The times that he's actually come for the past two sessions. Um, you know, he, he's there trading and, you know, considering the size of Titch, um, he, he can pack a punch like he's a cruiserweight. So people better be... Now, let alert. me ask you this. Titch, yeah. why do you still keep on hanging out with these lot? You know what? I I, I, I like Hawk as a, Hawks as a trainer. Um, I like... He's... he's he reminds me of how we used to train back in the days with my coach um, before when I started boxing and his attitude and everything is just the same like his. Um, and I, I get on really well with him. That's the reason I keep coming back here. And I think, and to be fair, I think he's a really, really good coach. I'm, I'm not just saying it because he's here, but he is. He's a very good coach. I like the way he explains things, breaks things down. Um, yeah. Yeah, I get that formula from yourself in terms of the syllabus that's been created for Nodder Max. Um, you know, obviously I put my own personality to it, but I think, this, like you said, Nodder Max training has a very good structure, structured syllabus, which allows us to kind of teach in that way. But we've always been taught to put our own personality to it. Things uh, have evolved a lot. But do you know what? Now... Uh, well, listen, let's put it like this. If you're going to get uh, to a grappling school, you know, you got to learn grappling, you, you, you learn the major position, you know, the guard, the side guard, uh, the side position, the mount, uh, north-south, knee on the belly. Okay, this is grappling. This is where the position you find them. From there you get your defenses, your submissions, your... Uh, Transitions, positions, I fucking hell, right? but everything is very much structured when you land grappling. You go and land striking, everybody's got their own fucking ideas. Uh, well, all I've done with Nuda Max training is create a, a syllabus that, you know, you, you go and land proper striking in proper in schools. These are the elements that you're going to find. However, what teacher's saying that he stayed with you because he thought you were a great teacher. But my guessing is actually he was learning something valuable. As long as people come to you and they go out and think, fucking hell, I learned some really good shit over there. You know, that's the best compliment. That's the best compliment uh, you, you can ever get. And at the end of the day, if, on top of that, if you create that family environment, that camaraderie, I don't know, man, that's the best life we can live. Now, I know you're not making this your, your lifetime, uh, your, I mean, your, your full-time job now. Mm. Uh, you still have a day job and all that. But how much effort you put into this, including this podcast and the hours that you put into the 
you know, the academy and all that. And he's all pay out. He's listen, it's out of passion, isn't it? Oh, Hard work, dedication, passion, and people is just rewarding you with memberships. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Because a lot of people ask me for business advice. Oh, Antonio, what's the business advice you can give me? Well, pull your heart and soul into it and good shit's going to happen. Yeah. What if it doesn't happen? Then you're crap. Then you're shit. <laughs> then you should have been doing it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it should, you know, if you put yourself into it and it doesn't work, something is up. No, absolutely. I don't know. And I think you're right. The, the, the reflection there is, you know, in terms of having students like Titchen Pack that allow me to continue to share my passion and having your support has allowed the academy to grow. Um, I think it will continue to grow and who knows in five years we might outgrow this place and need to find somewhere bigger. Um, you know, and that'll be where we know it has worked for us and the, the time invested has paid off. Um, but no, we're looking forward to welcoming you back to the UK soon so we can host um, you know, a seminar with yourself. Um, you know, so those that have experienced Nudda. Well, let me ask you one question. Go on. Yeah, can I ask you one thing? Do you think you deserve your black belt? Do, do I deserve my black belt? 100%, yeah, 100%, yes or no? 100%. Good, because that's exactly the same way I feel. You <laughs> definitely, 100% deserve your black belt. And then you, but this is it. This is how it should be. So whenever you're going to give out your belt in there, yeah, it's going to be, you are 100% a yellow belt. Yes. Because in all these years, you're the only black belt I ever produced. So no, and this has been quite a few years. You know, but do you see what I mean? You know, so carry on, you know, whatever you're doing the same passion i will only be able to give you a few more ideas maybe or tell you hey listen i thought about this hey listen what do you think about that but it's it's just going to be more a a a conversation you know you invite me over i'll be blessed to be over there and i'll i'll see your guys and then you know obviously i'll see something and i'll go like hey house tell that guy to do this mm, maybe this should be done a little bit more like that but it's not. It's 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 not like okay. You don't know how to fight. I'll tell you how. Yeah. Now you got yourself in charge, and you tell them how to do it. And I just go there as an honored guest and go, yeah, you guys are doing a good job. Hey, now you try this. Now this is how it should be, you know. And uh, and and that's it. This is how I envision martial arts for the 21st century we should all kind of go back to mm, the way it was in the old school days you deserve things you get things otherwise you're gonna fuck yourself <laughs> i think that's, that's the best way to conclude this is i think that's wraps it up in terms of what another max trainings is all about you've actually got a flavor in terms of what antonio is all about as well um you know there's so much more time that we could invest in terms of you know getting to know you a lot more but I think when we're able to do the podcast with regards to videos, we're going to have you here in person so we can actually have another 
episode with you on the show um and you know that way we can actually showcase um the relationship that we've established um you know you could tell us a bit more of your stories in terms of when you was in london um a few of your fights as well um you know in terms of teaching people who you were and, and giving them the kind of smackdown etc so um you know it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show and i really appreciate you staying up i think it's got to be what quarter two one there Listen, my ultimate message is uh, is this. Be the best version of yourself. If you ever find somebody better than you, buy down, pay your respect, and then think, I'll get you the next time, motherfucker. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, this is it. This is your goal. Your next goal is the person that beats you. Somebody beats you, you don't give up until you beat them. And then that's it. Then you move on to the next challenge, which is always yourself. No, that's absolutely you go back. Okay. Perfect advice. Perfect I don't know. advice. Now, Antonio, we're going to wrap it up there now. And um, we really want to thank you very much for coming onto the show as our second special guest. And like I said, you know, when, when we're able to kind of get you here in person, we're going to get you on the show again so we can actually get you on video, get us on YouTube, et cetera, when we kind of develop it a little bit more. Um, but, you know, absolute pleasure having you on. Um, you know, so thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us and sharing your thoughts. Listen, you guys, I love being here. I'm sorry I wasn't 100% uh, sharp and sober. A few beers, but you know what? I'm loving my life here in Sardinia. Everything is going great. Uh, but uh, I do miss England. I think it's the best place to live in the world after Sardinia, of course. You know that yourself, Arsene. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, away from so I look forward to receive your invitation. I'll come and, uh, you know, enjoy uh, you, your company. We're going to have a great time training. And you guys, uh, as soon as we get over this fucking COVID, are welcome to come over and train here in Sardinia. And listen, one thing is uh, to remember, the only mentality is the one that we have and is no if, no buts. That's it. As long as you keep on, keep true on that, everything else is going to fall into place. Love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Antonio. Thank you, guys. Okay. Have a great day. See you too soon. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, guys. So episode 20 wrapped it up with the maestro Antonio Feda, who was talking about Nordamax training. My name is Hawks. My name is Pac. I'm Titch Hanji. Evolve, Evolve, Evolve. Evolve.